I'm Harriet Jones for WNPR News. Drug epidemics are not new in the United States, but there's something very distinctive about the demographics of this latest wave, which centres around opioid and heroin abuse. It cuts across socio-economic and racial divides. In fact, the death rate in Connecticut from opioid overdose is highest in affluent white communities. So what has that meant for the response, and how does it look to survivors of previous epidemics? If you were watching TV in the 70s, 80s and 90s, some of this might sound familiar. America's public enemy number one is drug abuse. To put 4,900 more people behind bars. Crack is such a menace in New York, the city has declared war on it. Florida police officers arrested more than 2,000 street-level users and dealers. While drug busts are still with us, and there's certainly a strong police response to the heroin and opioid epidemic of recent years, the tone is very different now. This is one of the greatest public health crises of our time, the opioid epidemic. This is an American condition. This is an American disease. And when it comes to substance abuse, treatment and recovery, those things are possible if we work together and if we care about each other. For the first time since Richard Nixon declared a war on drugs in 1971, drug abuse and overdose is beginning to be viewed primarily as a public health problem. The so-called war on drugs was really a war on people of color. That's Calvin Young, himself a former heroin addict and now a wellness and addiction counsellor in Hartford. He saw those decades-ago problems with crack cocaine up close and personal. I have four older brothers, and when the crack epidemic hit um, our communities, it hit it hard. It it personally affected um, three of my brothers, and, and a couple of my brothers went to prison as a result. It really tore my family apart. He says back then, overdose was not seen as a problem to be solved and naloxone wasn't carried by every first responder. The difference he sees now? A drug epidemic has hit the families of those who influence and set public policy. Lawyers' kids are are overdosing, you know, politician kids are are overdosing, doctor kids are overdosing. So now, you know, instead of looking at it as a a criminal offence, let's look at it as as a public health issue, which is great, but it, it is a little frustrating. We started going out in the streets. Pastor Joseph Coleman founded St. John's Church in Groton some 30 years ago. It's what he calls an evangelistic ministry. Its diverse congregation sets out to help those who've fallen on hard times. There has been people who have come with drug problems, alcohol problems. We have had people who come out of jail, prison, and you got to love people. But ask Pastor Coleman about how the black community was treated during the crack epidemic... Oh, now you hit a sore spot. You hit a spot that makes me angry. When crack cocaine was being used by my people, that's who were using it, Governor Nelson Rockefeller of New York demonized it to the point that most of my people went to jail for crack cocaine for years. And now... Now the white community is upset because their people are using heroin. So the thing is, why are you so upset or or so willing now to help because you see the heroin taking your kids away when you watch mine being devastated and you weren't up in arms? Tamara Lanier is the criminal justice chair for the NAACP in Connecticut. She's also a 25-year probation officer. One of her primary concerns is that in this new climate, there should be equal access. We want equity, and not only in, in, in the criminal justice system, equity in treatment. We want to make sure that communities of color 
low-income communities as well, that they receive the same benefits of the law that other people are. Lanier commends Governor Daniel Malloy for his Second Chance Society initiative, which attempts to make amends for injustices in the past. But she also believes it's possible the pendulum has swung too far in the opposite direction, and now there isn't enough legal sanction for addicts. And then sometimes I talk with parents and I say, you have to call the police. You have to make the police aware that they're stealing from you. And there's a great reluctance because they don't want to involve the police. Those parents, she says, see having a criminal record as the worst thing that can happen to their child. But Lanier says, in fact, it may be a way to save them from overdose and death. At least at that point, when they're arrested, you have an opportunity to get their attention. You have an opportunity to separate them from the drugs and, and, and get them on the path of starting to detox from those drugs. Despite complex feelings about the past, Pastor Joseph Coleman is among those who see the current crisis as a way to bridge divides. We got to work with this together. This is not just a, a white problem now. This wasn't just a black problem. This is a community problem. And we better work together because if we don't, it's going to destroy all of us. Harriet Jones, WNPR News.